so that's cool <laughs> makes step all in, the difference man <laughs> step in uh step in my paid uh game up over here you know? <laughs> it's right. a must these days now it's like now it's yeah. like freaking cable you know <laughs> yeah because i had i had a bunch of people like on google meet and i just had so many complications with it but uh apparently zoom is like the go-to but anyway let's do a quick introduction we are recording now so a uh, quick introduction to this beautiful man right here this guy rolando archila did I say it right? Nailed it. Nailed yes. it. Yes. Like a chia, <laughs> like a chia pet. This guy. <laughs> like a chinchilla. Like a chinchilla. Like a chinchilla. Like a, <laughs> this guy right here is, it, uh, first of all, I love what you have on your profile. You're Guatemalan globetrotter, traveler, and I added this, badass storyteller, a pitch deck and presentation beast and founder of Slideas.co, and arguably, in my opinion, the king of lifestyle design. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Rolando Archila. Thanks, man. Thanks for so 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 thrilled to be here with you, man. It's uh it's uh you and I you and I have so much you know like every time I see everything that you're up to and everything I hear everything that you're like talking about, I'm like, this dude gets it. Like I'm just I'm just <laughs> all about what Rich is all about. So so I'm just I'm just excited to have this conversation with you, man. dude. I I appreciate it, and I remember um like we, we basically have talked mostly through message, right? Like we met initially through GoBundance and like the Emerge program, the Ascend program. Congratulations, by the way, on GoBundance Elite. So that's huge, man. That's, that's amazing. I know it's like, like, it wasn't recent, right? It was like a few weeks ago, maybe. I'm, I'm, I've, I'm, I've been actually there for like about six months now. Oh, so. six months. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a good, it's been, it's been awesome so far, man. <laughs> but thanks, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's I mean, a good milestone. I'm, Honestly, man, like I'm just fascinated by your story and like your ability to just love freedom, like love freedom and the freedom to travel and to do the things that you love to do. So um, I left my W-2 in August. Actually, it's crazy, almost a year now. And like I resonate with your story because I'm like, man, this guy's living like what he wants to do on his own time. He's making money. He's doing well. He's, you know, got like a great. Uh, are you married? I'm married married so you got a great wife like and all that so mm -hmm. dude you're li you're living a good life right now so why don't we start by just kind of like a quick like super quick introduction um of you like two minute if you could do or less um and like where you're from obviously you're guatemalan so go ahead mm -hmm. yeah absolutely I'm happy to me and, and I'm, I'm in guatemala right now so that's what? that's very very appropriate <laughs> damn bro yeah i'm here i'm here for all of july actually um, so yeah, born and raised here. I'm here right now visiting family. So, so, so it's very, uh, very apropos. Um, uh, I moved to the States for college. So I, I, you know, I knew I wanted to go to business school over there. So I, I, I got into a good school. I ended up uh, graduating that led to an internship, which led to a full-time job. So that's how I ended up staying in the States. Then of course it helps that I, I, I met a girl that was my dream girl. And then we ended up staying there as well. We can get into that later on if you'd like, but um, I ended up getting a job at, um, at an agency. So I was working for an agency that worked with global brands um, to basically develop innovation and create and strategies. So I worked with large corporations, you know, Kimberly Clark, PepsiCo, uh, Levi's, all these kind of cool big brands around the world and actually did travel around the world to do a lot of the projects. And it was, it was a fun, fun experience for me to do. Um, and ended up kind of, you know, going from internship to, you know, project director to manager and all stuff and just kind of rose through the ranks quickly. And then 
Uh, at 26, I was a VP at the company and I was doing very well. And, and I had, and I had, you know, I had kind of grown very quickly throughout it. Um, and all of a sudden I kind of found myself in this place of like, okay, I feel like I'm good. Like, I, feel like, I think I get it. I think I was, I was at like a place where I felt well, both financially, but also from a growth perspective. Like I, 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 I felt well, a couple of things. One, I, I, there was a slight sense of misalignment. This is my, you know, my, I was working at W2, right? There's a slight sense of misalignment between what I was doing, what I was actually passionate about. And then secondly, I discovered very quickly that, you know, once I like went, and this is true now as well, when I'm not growing, when I'm not being challenged, when I'm not stretching myself in some form or fashion, that's when unhappiness starts to settle in for me. Like mm -hmm. I like the challenge. I like to continue to grow. So I was at a place where I was just very comfortable. I was making more money that I knew what to do with. And I wasn't happy. So, and, and I remember specifically even one moment when uh, my boss walked into my office, gave me this huge raise. Uh, and at my initial reaction at that moment was anger. <laughs> oh, no. And I was mad that, that, that I was getting more money. And so I was like, well, that's odd. I wonder why that is. And, and as I explored a little bit more, it was just because, you know, this, this is a way for them to keep me here. This is a way for, you know, the, the famous golden handcuffs and stuff, right? Yeah. And I was getting bonuses and incentives and whatnot. I was like, you know what? This is a signal that I need to move on and I need to, need to go somewhere else and need to figure out what's next for me. So actually what I did at that point was, um, you know, my wife was in a similar place in her, in her career as well. So we just said, you know what, let's, let's just go and take some time off. So we actually sold half of our stuff and we took a year off and we traveled around the world for, uh, for that whole time. So we went to 15 countries and four continents. We went, uh, we traveled around South America and Southeast Asia and Europe. And we did a road trip across the U S and back. And we hit up 18 national parks. Like it was, it was just a, wow. a dream trip and it was an, an amazing uh, kind of growth experience for me to, 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 to be able to do that. And part of the, part of the, the other thing that I did and the other reason why I did it was it just kind of helped me recalibrate and really figure out like, okay, what's important to me? How do I want to, how do I want to measure my life? How would I want to, to make sure that if I have a legacy or whatever, like what is it that I want to leave behind? And it gave me a much, it gave me the time to step back and really think about what's important to me, what's what I want to leave behind. And after that, I started building some businesses and some more sources of income that are more true to that. And we can get more into that as, yeah. as well, if you'd like. Yeah. I mean, I have so much here that I'm like taking notes and I'm like, I could go so many directions, but the thing that really resonated with me, first of all, was you mentioned growth and challenge. So when you're not in a growth and challenging state for yourself, like for example, out of your comfort zone, or you're, you're growing to do something new or exciting, I guess you, you mentioned that that's basically your, your goal is to try to get outside of your comfort zone and grow. What are some habits that you're doing today to kind of keep that going? Um, you know, for me, for example, like I do things like this, or I'm, you know, prospecting or I'm writing, or I'm doing something that's, that's maybe like I'll go on a trip that I normally wouldn't go on. What are some of the habits that you have to, to grow and to challenge yourself? Well, I mean, certainly some of the stuff that you're talking about, um, I'll, I'll, sh I'll share some thoughts that come to mind. I mean, number one, having a vision that excites you, right? That's, I, and that's a habit in that you have to have the habit to, to 
create a vision. And, and when I say create, it's like, it has to be written down in my opinion. You have to have a, a, a vision written down of specifically what the way that I do it is how do I envision my life to look like three to five years from now? You can pick your timeline, but I use three years. It's like three years from now, what is my what does a day in my life look like? And I go through every aspect of my life. What does my health look like? What do my relationships look like? What does my business do? And uh, you know, what am I what am I doing? Where am I living? What does my house look like? What do my shoes look like? Whatever. But anything that resonates you with, with you. But to me, that's a habit because um, you have to have a habit to actually do it, but then also to continuously review it. Like I try to look at it in the mornings at first and make sure that like, and then ask yourself, is the thing that I'm doing right now is whatever I'm going to go to do in my day. And when I look at my calendar right now, does that support my vision? Yes or no. And if the answer is no, then why the hell are you doing why it? Why do it? Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I mean, to be honest with you, not a lot of people have a vision. Not a lot of people have yeah. know exactly where they're going. Many are just kind of driven by inertia or by, or by what others say is like the right thing, or maybe it's just driven by money because it's an easy way to measure success. I measure success similar to you. You say you have specific values and core things that you pursue. Mm -hmm. My core values are freedom, which I define as freedom of location, time, and, and money, impact on others that I love and on the world. And the third one is creativity. So doing things that I feel are really interesting and, and, and can we, give me spark curiosity. Yes, please. Can we go of deeper course. into freedom? I'd love to understand what is your relationship with freedom and mm -hmm. where did that come from? Was that, you know, something that came from growing up with your family? Is that something that you just decided on one day? Where does that relationship with freedom come from? Because I have a similar, <sighs> I'm a similar way. Because I was like, I'm getting the hell out of here, you know, with my W-2 because I can't, I hit my glass ceiling, right? I'm like, I'm not fulfilled. I can't stand this shit anymore. I'm like overworked and overwhelmed. And I was like, I have to stop and I have to do something on my own because that's that's where my vision is to your point, right? Um, so what is your relationship with freedom and where did that where did that catalyst come from, do you think? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and I've never, never been asked that before, but let me just thinking out loud to me, first of all, I think it's, to me, it's just, uh, uh, and I think Maslow talked about this, um, I think freedom is a precondition to happiness. It's a, it's a, it's just a reality of the human condition. I think if I remember my Maslow correctly from back in the day, I think he, he had freedom as one of the preconditions to self-actualization. So if you don't have freedom, if you don't have the ability to choose your own path, your own, whatever, your own location, your own time, your own, you know, what you're doing every day and who you're around, it's, it's a lot harder. I don't think it's impossible, but I think it's a lot harder to, to become fulfilled in, in self. So I just think that's such a reality from a human perspective. For me specifically, I think some of the things that come to mind are um, certainly my love for travel and my love for, you know, doing new things and exploring new lands, but also like trying new experiences, you know, bungee jumping, skydiving, like you know, surfing, even though I sucked at it, like all of those things I've, I've, I've done and I've really enjoyed and like, it, it actually drives me. So I have a, a really long list of things that I want to complete in my, in my life. I call it Look the egg this. list. Oh, well, and I call it the egg list. So the egg list oh. is because I have a list of things that I want to experience in my life. I have a list of things I want to give in my life and ways in which I want to grow in my life. So I have specific oh, acronym. 
Yes, it's an acronym. So it has egg, nothing like to do with EGG. scrambled it, eggs. It has, nothing, it has to nothing to do with poultry. No, no, no. <laughs> but 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 I guess my point is, if you look at my egg list, is it has a long list of stuff that I just want to go try and experience, like weird shit, like I want to hug a koala at some point, you know, like <laughs> stuff like that. But also, I know continents I want to visit and all stuff. But anyway, I'm I'm digressing. Point being, going back to your original question, what's what? I love travel. And I love to, to try all these things. And to me, that that's when I do it. And when I when I was doing it, and even when I was doing it during my W2, it sparked something in me. And it just said like, oh my God, I love doing this. Why don't I do it more? And you know, quickly I realized like, oh, it's because I have a W2 and I have two to three weeks of vacation and I have to you know, live my PTO. Why can't I do this more often? And that's when I really started to think about like, this is actually what I value. I love, I value having the choice to uh, and taking advantage of, of the choice to be wherever I want to be and work from wherever I want to work and be around the people that I want to be around. And, you know, it made it so that that freedom became one of my, my core values. But and I'll add another layer to this. When I was doing that sabbatical that I mentioned earlier, which is when I was like, kind of took some time off and, and was, was just, uh, you know, traveling. In, on the road, you meet a lot of people, right? You meet a lot of, you encounter a lot of other folks who are also, you know, wanderers, who are vagabonds, people who, some of, some of them have been doing that for years, right? There's some of that are like, yeah, I've been traveling the world for 10 years. It's like crazy. Wow. That's amazing, right? At the same time, I observed that some of them were just doing that. Like that's all they were doing. It's just, it's just traveling. And, you know, they would go somewhere and scrape off some money, or maybe they were like trust fund babies or whatever. And, and when I asked myself, like, is that what I want to live? The, the answer was no, like, I don't want to be that person. And the reason why was because there was an, a layer that was missing. And that layer to me was impact. And to me, there's kind of a, there's kind of a, a freedom and impact quadrant. There's people that have high impact and low, and uh, so, so if you if you imagine a, a two by two, right? Low, high impact, low impact, high freedom, low freedom. On the high impact, and bear with me as I go through this because this is just like a yeah. like a theory that Do I, I need that to get I a whiteboard. But, Do I need to get whiteboard? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's got a whiteboard. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's why I'm trying to describe it here so I that like if you're cool. somebody listening to it. Most people live in the low freedom, low impact space, right? Maybe you're somebody who like, or maybe it's somebody who, who just has a job that they hate. They have, you know, a week of vacation every year and what they're doing doesn't feel fulfilling and they don't think that they're making a difference in the world. That's a low freedom, low impact lifestyle. Is it, is it fair to say that the majority of people are living that life too? I don't want to pass judgment, but I would say so. Because I, I also think it comes with some level of subjectivity, but yes, yeah. I would think most people live in that world. So there's the, there are those listening they need to get the hell out of there <laughs> is oh, what i'm trying to if say you're, if you're in that quadrant <laughs> yeah. move if you're in that quadrant right. get your ass moving onto the onto one of the other quadrants right very quickly mm -hmm. the there's people who are in the high freedom low impact space and that's those people that i mentioned earlier right so if you're maybe you're a, a full-time vagabond and stuff and you're just enjoying life awesome you know i'm nobody to judge if that's how you want to live everybody's different perfect go do that um, but, but they basically are just people who, who have a lot of freedom, but they're not quite making an impact on the world. They're not, they're not putting a dent in the universe. They're just yeah. living Consumer, for themselves. Consumerism. Consuming, yeah. consuming what others do. Um, then there's the people in the, in the high impact, low freedom space, right? So out in that space, I would put maybe doctors, teachers, mm -hmm. politicians, right? Or, or you could, you, you name it, attorneys. right? But folks that, 
attorneys, yeah. right? Yeah, the, the people that, that they're like, yes, they're making a difference. You know, say Mark Zuckerberg is probably there, right? Mark Zuckerberg is in making a huge impact or, or whatever, Elon Musk, pick your entrepreneur. They're in that space of high impact, but they don't have a ton of freedom. Like if, if Elon Musk wants to go take a year off right now, it's probably pretty hard for him to do, right? Yeah. Without everything kind of crumbling down. So I chose, so then there's the, the, the high freedom, high impact space. And that's the one that I chose. To me, I, I, I like to have both of those things. I want to live a life of high impact, high freedom, because that's what makes me most fulfilled. So I know we kind of dovetailed and, you know, jumped no, all over the place that. here, but I was going, answering, trying to answer the, the freedom question as well. I love that because it's it. a, no, that's awesome, dude. Like that is a really good framework as well. You know, like it's a, it's kind of like a mental framework to be like, it's to get the awareness of where am I today in my life and my mm -hmm. low impact, low freedom, which one do I need to change and how do I change that? Because the ideal state is for everybody to be high impact, high freedom. But right. the, the reality is not everyone is going to be able to get there because maybe they don't believe in themselves to get there or they don't have the right resources or whatever. Um, but that's a really cool way to think about that. I love that, man. That's well, and to, and to add a, just a quick other layer to it, um, I specifically ask myself that in, in, at night. Like I specifically, mm -hmm. what did I do today to further my freedom? What did I do today to further my impact? What did I do to further my creativity? We th I thought those are the three key kind of core, core values. So it very quickly starts to uh, form this habit because we're talking about habits. It forms a habit of self-evaluation of like, am I living true to my values? Am I like, do, did, are the things that I do today, are the things that I did today true to the impact and the freedom and the creativity that I hold dear and that I say are actually what my values, uh, uh, you know, are, right? So, so, so it, it just, you were talking about habits. That's a really important habits. Evaluate yeah. yourself according to the things that you are, uh, that, that, that you, that you find valuable and, and, and important. Yeah. So let's talk more about impact. You mentioned earlier, um, a charity that you're working with, and I'd like to know more about the impact that you you know, in, in terms of your vision, what type of impacts that you want to have on the world, or whether it's a smaller community or whatever, you know, because I, I think impact can be as small as like helping somebody on the street, or somebody in your community or a group of people locally, all the way up to the world, right? Some people have massive world impact goals, which is great. And I, and I aspire to do that as well. But some people have smaller impact. What does yours look like? Um, and like, what are you trying to do to accomplish that? Yeah, fully agree with you. I think I think impact is, you know, in the eye of the beholder. I personally define it as impact on the ones that I love and the people that are really close to me, and then mm -hmm. impact impact on um, on the world as well. And, and specifically, the, some of the causes that I care about are education. You know, I, I think, um, like I mentioned, I was born and raised in Guatemala. Uh, Guatemala is an amazing, beautiful country. If you haven't been yet. You need to get your ass down here. It's incredible. <laughs> Everybody that comes down here always, always blown away by by how beautiful did I it tell is. You, did I tell you I'm Colombian? No, I didn't tell you that. Did you, you did not tell me that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so my, my mom is um, from Bogota. So she, oh, nice. she's Colombian. My dad is Armenian. So hmm. I'm, I'm a mix. <laughs> very but, cool. But I'm like a bad Colombian because I don't speak Spanish very well. <laughs> so it's I, all good. I, anyway. I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think anybody judges you. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> But anyway, so, so, so I'm in, um, oh, I was just saying in Guatemala, so it's a beautiful country, but 
there are some um, some serious, uh, you know, there, there's there's a lot of poverty here. There's a lot of there's 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 many folks who don't have the opportunity to even graduate school. Uh, there's many kids who uh, there's, there's this huge clip after sixth grade. Um, a huge percentage of kids actually drop off because that's when like pay the, the government stops paying for a lot of stuff. So that's usually uh, there's a huge drop up. And I forget the specific statistics right now, but something like one in three adults in rural Guatemala cannot read or write. Um, and there's like an 80 percent drop off of kids that don't graduate high school. So in the, in the if you really like all the research, what the research says is if you want to kind of magically uh, break the cycle of poverty. If you want to get somebody from being poor and dirt poor and uh, to, to not dirt poor is get them to graduation because that opens not only the skill sets that you need, but also all kinds of opportunities and, 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 and um, uh, employment opportunities once they, once they uh, get, get through that. So I work with an organization called Cooperative for Education that basically does that. So they do um, uh, uh, they do sponsorships of, of high potential students to help them get through graduation. I sponsor a few kids myself. They teach teachers how to how to teach reading. They they are the largest provider of books in all of Guatemala. They are the uh, they provide computer labs and, and all all kinds of stuff. So I'm not going to go too much into into depth into that. But but to me, I got involved involved in them. So I sit on their board. I'm the chair of development there, um, and it's it's. I got involved because I feel it's something that when I see the these kids and, and, and how their lives could be different simply because somebody gives them the chance to go to school and finish their education, all of these kids would love to go to, to go, go to school. They 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 say it, hey, I would love to, but you know, my parents are ba basically barely subsisting right now. So they need often what these kids do is they just drop off out of school and they go work in the fields and they go pick corn or they go pick coffee or you mind it, you, you, you name it. And that's their entire subsistence. And if you think about it, their parents before them were doing that, their grandparents were doing that. Every generation before generation them was doing that. Problem. It's a generational cycle. Once yeah. you, but once you have one student that can, can get out of that, every generation after them does not need to go and work in the fields anymore. Now they, they can read and write. Now they can get, they can be employed in the formal economy. Everything changes for every generation after that. So we're, we're truly breaking the cycle of poverty simply by helping them get, get uh, through school. So it's, it's a, it's a huge, uh, you know, impact that, 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 that this organization makes. And I, yeah. I try to collaborate when I can. In fact, I'm, next week, I'll be on a tour with them going around Guatemala to deliver some books and do some stuff like that. So uh, more on wow. that as well, if anybody that, wants to know. <laughs> that is like really commendable, man. Like what you're doing is, is like literally changing kids' lives. Like you're changing the trajectory of future generations but not just for one kid, right? Like you're doing it for how many kids? Like thousands, hundreds? What is the number there? Uh, so there are about 215,000 students that have been, that have used like some form of fashion of like the, what, the, um, what the organization does. So right now we have a thousand kids in the scholarships. We have 215,000 that have used or the books that we provide. And then if you count, say, for instance, like the, the, the teachers that we train and the impact that that has, then the numbers are in the millions. But uh, really, it's, it's, it's a lot of kids that, that um, this organization is having impact on. 
it really make it really gives you perspective like when i hear you say these things and what you're doing there it gives me perspective because i was born in the u.s and I really like i just take you know took my education and all those things for granted um and it, yeah it's crazy to think about that because... no it is and, and these families live on under two dollars a day you know so oh that's two dollars a day you're, you're talking let's let's do the quick math here <laughs> two dollars times 365 you're talking about uh, yeah, under a thousand dollars per year, right? So it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's subsistence uh, poverty uh, level. Yeah. So so you can truly we can truly change that by by uh, donating or, or or giving our time to those things. And to me, it's just a matter of like a, a moral responsibility to dedicate some of my time and money to to be able to help that. You know. Wow. Yeah, that's great, man. Um, again, like I said, like very commendable that you're doing that um so where can where can people go to learn more about that organization uh, so the website is so the, the name of it is cooperative for education so if you search for that and search for cooperative education guatemala you'll find it or the website is coeduc.org so c-o-e-d-u-c.org and in there you'll be able to find all kinds of videos and uh, uh, more details about the tours as well. It's also a great way to visit Guatemala, by the way. If Dude, anybody's I gotta, interested, I got to check it out, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so we have tours every year. There's about three or four times a year that we bring a group of people down from the states, and uh, everybody travels here, and everything's taken care of for you for like lodging, food, transportation, all that stuff. And wow. all you have to do is sit back and enjoy. And and we also, it's it's a mix of adventure with giving. So we go and we travel around the country to a lot of the cool places, but then also we'll be we meet up with the students and we, we deliver books and we paint schools or whatever it is that that particular tour is doing. You could do a, a GoBundance Guatemala trip. <laughs> uh, tr trust me, I've, I'm, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm flooding that by a few people actually. So that's absolutely. Cool, <laughs> so let's uh, kind of shift gears a little bit into your business. Um, Slideas.co. Did I say that right? Is it Slideas? That's right. Yeah, yeah Slideas. <laughs> so, so first of all, I love your website. Like that is a cool, slick looking website, like solid nice, design. Like it's just a beautiful website. Um, tell me more about that. So obviously I was joking earlier. I said, you're the pitch, the pitch master or whatever I said, <laughs> the presentation beast. Um, so tell me more about what those are for, who those are for, how they can reach out to you and, and get in touch with you. Um, like, Absolutely. I'll give, like I'll give you a quick example for me. So I have, um, you know, an online marketing. Well, I have a bunch of businesses, but one of them is the trythewild.com. It's the on, it's like the Airbnb of outdoor gear. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about it. And I was like, when I had you on, I was writing up your thing here. I'm like, man, it might make sense for me to have a slide deck for raising funds, like for raising capital for the business. Cause we need more development. Like we need to have, we have so many features and we have a big backlog of things that we need to grow the platform on. And I'm like, it might be worth it to raise some capital with a slide deck to get, you know, to get the word out. So tell me more about that. And is that sort of the use case for you? Yeah, absolutely. So that, that's basically what I do. So, so um, um, connecting it to what I was talking about earlier, you know, I worked with a lot of big companies and doing a lot of innovation. So these were like, you know, products that were, you know, multi-million dollar launches and stuff that would, that would have to go through. And I discovered by doing that, that my favorite part of the whole process was the storytelling. So basically mm. I discovered very quickly that good ideas often die because people don't know how to talk about them and people that, that how you say something is often more important than what you say. 
So through doing like through, through finding out like what I really enjoy doing and what the world needs and you know what what's what actually people pay money for I, I kind of stumbled into this niche that I called ideas that comes from slides and ideas right so mm-hmm. what I do is I, I basically work with a lot of entrepreneurs like yourself and I and I help them um, tell their story specifically in a pitch or sales deck so um, a lot of companies need to go raise capital. A lot of people want to grow, but they don't know exactly how to frame up a story, how to make it interesting, how to make it simple, how to make it persuasive, mm. how to make it inspiring. So I help entrepreneurs do that. And I help them both from a storytelling and kind of strategy side, but then also from a design side. So make sure that it looks really nice and polished at the same time being, you know, beautiful and persuasive. So, so I, um, I built, I built a little business around that and, and, and that's what I do. You know, that's kind of my full-time thing. Now I'm bringing up, I'm bringing up a lot of people that are working with me now. And I have a team of copywriters and designers and operations specialists who help me kind of run this, this as well. So it's, it's been a really fun thing. It's to me, I, I feel like it's, it's a, it's the right path for me because I don't feel like I'm working when I'm doing it. And I find it very fulfilling and I find that when I do it, it's just like, it's just fun for me to, to crack the code on those decks. It's your, so it's so. your flow state. Exactly. That's exactly right. it. It's my flow state. And that's how I, that's how isn't, I'm doing that. Isn't it incredible when you find that and you're like, so for me, for me, it's writing and doing marketing, like doing some form of creation, like whether I'm writing or creating a product or doing some form of marketing, like a, you're a video guy too, right? And video. Yeah, that's exactly it. So like when I'm doing that, like I, I just like look up and it's like three hours later, I'm like, holy shit. You know, I was just editing for three hours, but I was such in the zone. That was my flow. And yep. like some people will come to me and be like, I fucking hate editing. Like, please Rich, <laughs> do this for me, you know? And I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'll do it. Cause I know that the time is going to just fly by. Cause I enjoy it so much. That's exactly it. That was, that was my telltale as well. It was just like, yes, I don't notice the time when it's going through and a lot of people hate doing it and I actually yes. love it. So it's like, great, I can get paid for it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think it was you that mentioned um, Ikigai to me. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned it in a message when I asked you about it. And like, ever since I, ever since I looked into that from your suggestion, I just latched on bro. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm like all about it now. And I tell everybody that like, what do you love to do? what like what can help the world what can you make money doing like those it just makes sense it just yep. and like yep. pe- most people don't get that but i'm here and to- dude that's exactly no I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's that's exactly how i think about it and that's exactly my why like i feel like i'm living my ikigai now you know what i mean yes. like and and, yes. and that the word ikigai in japanese i think means like reason for being or something right but it's like i i feel like i'm there because i've combined all these things in a way that that it feels very true to me in a way that nobody else could frankly or very few other people do do this so, so it's it's been it's been a fun journey you know and i'm still i have still so many things that i want to do and i'm you know currently building like this into a into a bigger business but it's a big growth journey for me but like i said at the beginning i'm happiest when i'm growing when i'm challenging myself and, and this feels like a big big uh, growth for me as well Yes. Cool, man. So I don't, I don't want to take up too much more time, but I want to, I want to do two things. I want to ask you this and it's kind of like a switch for you. It's kind of like a a shift. Um, So what is one piece of advice? I mean, you gave like just a ton of amazing things. I, first of all, I love the high impact, high freedom. Like I could just, I dude, look at these fucking notes, bro. Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, so if you were to leave one piece of advice, do you have kids? 
at all? I don't. Okay. So um, do you plan on having kids in the future maybe? Potentially. Potentially. Okay. It's, that's kind of a weird question. question mark. I'm sorry. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> the reason why I'm asking, the reason why I'm asking is if you, if you had one piece of advice to leave behind to your family, whether it's your, you know, your family members or your kids or whatever, could be your mother, your father, whatever, what would that piece of advice be? And what would you leave? Got it. That's, that's the question, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you two. Is that cool? Hey, Two is better than one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So number one, um, number one, I would say, and this I think connects very, very closely to everything we've been talking about. But it's design your life, and and to me that that like those the, that word means something very specific. If you think about an architect deci designing a building, or if you think about a graphic designer designing a poster or whatever, a really good one is hyper intentional about everything, about every single shade or color, about, you know, if it's, say it's a building that you're putting like about the, the specific wall types that you're using and the tiles and why this flows into that, your life is the same. I think everything in your life should be hyper intentional. You need to constantly be reevaluating and thinking about, is this true to me? Is this what makes me happy? Is, it, is this what, um, I, the, the way that I feel is living an optimal life. And I think like, like we were talking about earlier, many live a life that is, again, driven by inertia, driven by trying to prove themselves to others, driven by the love of money, whatever those reasons are. And, and, and I think that we can all create and mold and, 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 sh and shape a life that is unique to us. And, and, and I think that that's the, the advice that I would give to somebody in my family is do not settle. Like don't just take whatever what everybody tells you is the right way to live. There are a billion ways to live. This yeah. is where travel comes in. You can go and you travel around the world and you see, holy crap, the way that I grew up is actually very, very different from the way that most other people in the world grew up. I wonder what bits and pieces I can learn from others that I can apply to my own life, right? And, and, and being super curious and, and, and really trying to challenge the status quo, I think that's that's the, that's the, the first one. The second one is- can I, can I pause for a second there? Yes, please. So, so that is a really empowering frame to have, which I, I really love that because- um, if you come from a place of like, I can, I have the ability to design my own life, which I have as well, by the way, then you realize like the world is so abundant. Like there's so much available to you, but it's just a matter of you deciding on designing how you want to, right? Every, everyone's living their life the way that they want to, and they have the ability to change it towards, you know, um, whatever it is that they want that could be improving, you know, towards whatever it is they're doing today. So I love, I love that. And it's more of, I love when you said hyper-intentional because it's taking control of your life, right? Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I was trying to pull up a quote by Steve Jobs here. Um, um, I'm, I'm trying to see if I can, because I can give you, I, I wanted to give, I was going to give you the gist, but I was like, I can, I can probably find out the exact quote. And I don't know if you've, you've heard him uh, talk about this. I think he says this in his, um, and one like a YouTube video somewhere. Um, I can't find the full quote, so I'm just gonna I, I'll just I'll just paraphrase. But essentially, there's a there's a Steve Jobs video, and we can find this later on. But there's a Steve Jobs video that just talks about that. He says, you know, many people tell you that, uh, you know, life is just to you know play around the edges and um, 
you know, live your life, get a job, you know, go have some kids and stuff and, and, and just, just do what, what, what others do. But life can be much broader. Life can be much bigger when you discover one fact. And that fact is that everything that you call life and everything that's around you was made by people who are no smarter than you. They are as made by, as create everything that we look around, this bottle, asphalt, religion, polit political beliefs, everything that we look was created by people who are no smarter than you. And you are able to shape and, and, and change things and, and modify everything around you to something that you believe that how things should be, right? Something like that. But that's, that's something that I think I truly espouse, which is yeah. the, 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 the goal of everything around you can be modified, can be changed. So you shape your real reality. Why not do it? Yeah. Right? Exactly. Shape your own reality. So, so that was, that was I was going to, I was going to throw a second one here, uh, which is just um, the habit of happiness and, and learning to be happy. I think that's, that's another thing that I would advise somebody. And it's because I think happiness is, is a learned skill. Um, I think you can learn uh, the habits and the mental frameworks and the, uh, the ways of being and what, what you actually need in order to be happy. And I think there's, there's a lot that the philosophy, that science, that, you know, religious gurus, however you, however you look at, uh, have left us and have taught us to, to know how to be happy. And I think that's, that's a big piece of advice is don't just, you know, Make sure to become a student of happiness and what actually drives you, makes you to be happy. Of course, this is barring, of course, there's people who have clinical depression and all that stuff. So yeah. I don't want to discount any of those things. Psychological but, issues aside. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All those things are true and exist, yes. But for the majority of those of us listening to this podcast, yeah. that is may, maybe not necessarily the case. So uh, learning to be happy is, I think, is, is, a, is a really important skill to, to drive, especially if you're young, because it's going to have not, not only is being happier, like the goal in itself, it will also make you better at anything you do. If you are happier, you are more productive, you are more driven, you do things with more with more enthusiasm. And, and that has has an impact on, on yourself and on others and on the work that you do. So and you're more fun to be around. <laughs> and you're more fun to be around, not to mention, right? Exactly. Exactly. Which, no, which also helps. That's good. I, I think happiness is also a learned uh, skill but I think it's also within us as well it can be it can sort of be taken like brought out of us with certain techniques and habits um, but that's another podcast <laughs> oh dude yeah yeah it's super weird right like it's such a it's such a paradox and I think about yeah. this all the time right yes happiness is accessible to you at any moment at any time any and it's moment. completely within you and there are certain things that you can do to be happy. So like, which one is true? I, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. This is a so I, philosophical, like, philosophical deep dive that we have to go at some point. <laughs> I, have some, I have some content that I'm posting on my social media that talks about it, but I think it's a, I think it's like 80% internal. And this is just my framework on it. I don't know if you agree with it, but I think happiness is 80% within because if you rely on external happiness all the time for everything, then you're just sort of like going with emotions and, and getting hit from different angles. And then it's 20%, you know, the Pareto principle, then 20% um, external. So in other words, you buy something and it's like, oh man, that's a good hit for my happiness. Like I got a new car. Cool. I'm happy for a second. And then that like sort of fades. So if you rely on external happiness all the time from the external factors, then it's going to be like a losing battle. 
So yeah. anyway, that's just my two cents. Oh, I like that, man. <laughs> I like that, man. I, I, I totally agree. I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but I think you're yeah. totally right. Yeah. Cool. Cool, man. Well, thank you for being on. Where can everybody reach out to you? What's the best place to, where the listeners can reach out to you? Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not super like forward on social media or stuff. I'm not, I'm not rich yet. So you and I will have to talk about that and, and you'll you, help me figure you. out that part at some point. Yeah. Maybe you'll edit all my videos. Um, but, uh, you know, people can just reach out to me on Facebook. Maybe they can just look up my name and they'll find me or on LinkedIn. That's usually a good place. Or of course, if they're, uh, you know, want to talk about any other services like Sideas.co is a great space, S-L-I-D-E-A-S. And then also, um, if they want to know more about the uh, charity organization that we're talking about, Cooperative for Education, that's also something people can can reach out to me and talk about. So hopefully that, keep, that, that, that helps. Keep crushing it. Keep living the rich life. Thank you so much for being on, buddy. Thank you, brother. Really appreciate the time. This is, this is awesome and love what you're doing. Thank you.